Trust in God and God will make your path straight. And in all things and everything, lean on God for your understanding. Please be seated. And most of you will recognise that when I introduce or pray for the sermon time, for the reflection time, that is uh, from Proverbs 3, verses 1 to 6, in my own way of paraphrasing things. So my secret's out. You know where I get that, where I get my little introduction from. Today we come to celebrate the feast of uh, St. Matthew. We come to look at a saint who has taken on the call when Jesus said, follow me. And very often we look at saints and we come to their, all the things they have done, the gospel, the amazing gospel that St. Matthew has written, the way he followed Jesus, the way he was devoted to Jesus and following Jesus' death, the way he evangelised to all the communities and left us some passages to reflect on the journey of Jesus. That's a great and wonderful thing and we do celebrate that. But the, the idea of a feast day is not the end result. It's the idea of understanding how that person came to be with, their, with our Lord Jesus Christ and what they dealt with to get there. Because when Jesus says, follow me, Matthew is a tax collector. He's defiled. He can't worship in the temple because he's touching coins with a pagan god's image, as in the emperor of Rome was considered a god. He was an enemy of the state because he was collecting money from the people and sending it off to the oppressors for them to use it to pay the soldiers to then keep oppressing them. And on top of that, he would have been corrupt because with tax collectors, very often they collected the money, but then they'd ask for a fee so that they wouldn't send soldiers over to do an audit and check that all the money that, they were do, that was supposed to be given was actually given. So he was part of a group of people that weren't very well liked. He was part of a group of people that were causing trouble in their community. And yet Jesus says, follow me. Jesus comes to the tax booth. He then goes to dinner and he is with the people. So when we get the call from Jesus, when we get Jesus coming to us to speak to us, he doesn't come to us as the finished product. Even though we are good and faithful disciples of Jesus, we are still yet to get through all the things that affect our soul, the, the spiritual attacks, the, the attacks that we give ourselves when we're worried or anxious. There are a number of things that we still have to go through as sinners, as repentant sinners. So we don't have to think of ourselves as a finished product where Jesus can come to us and, Lord, I'm ready because I've got it. I've got, the, I've got the gospel. I'm ready to love people that hate me. I'm ready to wor worship in your space with my heart open. God comes to us when the mother who has been in a domestic violence situation has left the children and comes weeping to a church to be comforted. God comes to the homeless people when they have no one else to turn to. God comes to us when we are anxious and fearful and worried about all the things that we are dealing with. And he says, follow me. When I read the Gospel of Matthew, there is a certain bias in it. It's written by a human being under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, sure. 
but it's still a human person relating their gospel based on the biases of their own life. As a tax collector, if you look through all the things that we read in, in the Gospel of Matthew, as a tax collector, we can see fear and anxiety right through the Gospel of Matthew. He was trying to store up his treasures on earth as a tax collector. And yet we see in the Gospel of Matthew, don't store up your treasures on earth, but work to store up your treasures in heaven. We see the fear and anxiety around money, around relationships, around people judging. And we see Matthew using Jesus' words to bring us along that journey. We see the Sermon on the Mount, talking about what the blessings are in our life. From a tax collector who was constantly into money, constantly into all the fineries of life, the things that money could buy. And yet he is saying, blessed are those that understand they are living without God and they need God and they call on God. You see, that's the human person behind the gospel. That story that we read in Matthew, if you ever have a chance, there are a lot of places you can go to on the internet, but if you ever have a chance, read it without the chapter, without the verses, without the... That, that, all that stuff came in the middle, middle, middle years of our um, time, in the Renaissance time, so that people could reference verses. When the Gospels were written, they were written by people put into wheat baskets, hidden under wheat because the Roman soldiers were persecuting the Jewish Christians at the time. They were put, they were rolled up and put into firewood and carried across. They weren't written with, uh, let's go to chapter 6, verse 7. They were a letter. They were a love letter from St. Matthew to his community saying, this is how God is and this is what God did for me. Now what can he do for you? Follow me. It sounds very easy. But it's hard to do at different times, isn't it? But in the passage we read today when Jesus says, follow me, for whatever reason, Matthew knows the voice of God. And in the passages that we read across the Gospel of St. Matthew, we also hear another voice of God. The voice of God that talks about the law of the prophets, the law of Moses, and how that fits into our life. You see, some of the things that Matthew talks about in his gospel is Jesus saying, I haven't, come to, I haven't come to dismiss the law, but to fulfill it. So all the things that the Pharisees were doing to use the law to oppress their people, to hold them down, to keep them burdened, to keep their eyes to the ground, Matthew, you come through Matthew's gospel and you come on the other side and all of a sudden you're standing tall. Because Jesus is taking the burden off our lives. And I remember reading a commentary that was called um, Jesus Removing the Burden of, of, the, of the Law. In the Gospel we read passages like, Love your neighbour, do good to those that hate you. It has been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say, it has been said, and I say, this is what Matthew does in his gospel to look at how he was affected by the law and how Jesus' words brought him closer to God. 
Remember, at the point in the, t- in the tax booth, he was a defiled Jew. He couldn't worship God. There was no relationship between him and God. And yet there is God holding his hand out saying, come, follow me. God has come to the person that, was, that considered themselves apart from God and had no way to reach God in their own power. He came to them in that moment. And we always have to remember that. And I challenge you today as we worship God, as we come together to worship our Saviour, what barriers do you have between you and Jesus saying, come follow me? What holds you back from following God in faith and love? Energised by faith and being Christ-like by the power of the Holy Spirit. If we do that as people in the community, then we become known by our love. And as that song says, people will know us by our love. By our love. And I won't sing anymore. (laughs) But I think you're getting the idea, aren't you? I think you can see that when we read Gospels, when we celebrate the lives of the saints, we don't celebrate the end point. We look at the journey that it took for them to go through to come to that end point. Because we don't worship the saints. They are human beings that have been on earth. They are still sinners. And we see St. Peter denying Jesus, even, even after that journey along the three years, knowing all the things that he did, denying Jesus three times before the rooster crowed. So we're talking about human beings dealing with their faith in their human form. So I would encourage you to look at what the Gospel of Matthew does for you in, you, in your human form. Walk away this week and just read the whole Gospel from start to finish. I like to read it because it helps me practice my, my voice and intonation and I like to read it with my voice present. But you might just like to read it with, uh, with your mind. Take the time to sit in it because it might touch something in you that when Jesus says to you, follow me, when there's a crunch point, when we face a difficulty or a trial or a point in our lives where we have to stand by our faith with hope, love and joy, that we stand in it with Jesus. Because that's the time he says, come follow me. So I encourage you to keep praying this week. I encourage you to keep reading the gospel. I encourage you, as always, to have a look at Faith Matters. There's always something that I thought of earlier in the week that is different to what I actually end up saying on a Sunday. Indeed, uh, some of the stuff that I've said today isn't in the notes at all. So this is what we do when Jesus asks us to share things with each other. He is here, present with us. And in your mind, you, you must know that Jesus is right here with us holding his hand out, saying, come follow me today. Anything I can do afterwards, please come forward for prayer. As always, we always have our prayer straight after the service, this fellowship. But if there's something today that inspires you, if there's a blockage that you feel is in your way, in your relationship with Jesus, please come forward. And if you feel you're on the right track, please come forward anyway. We'll praise, we'll do prayers of praise and thanksgiving that the Lord God is has put the fire in your soul and you're on fire for our Lord God. That's always a great thing to, to pray for and give thanks, to, give thanks for.
But take the week to remind yourself of Jesus saying to you, come follow me. The Lord be with you.